Good afternoon. It's Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. Four years ago today, I ministered a wedding message, and someone sent me a few lines from that text, and I thought they might be a blessing to you, especially given what we're going through now and given that this week is Passover and we're moving toward Easter. I hope it's a blessing. The Apostle Paul said that in Christ all things hold together and consist. Further, he said that we are complete in Jesus. No individual is complete by himself. Everyone looks to find a culture, a community, a social context where their life may be made complete. Covenant commitments, such as marriage, represent the context the protective forms where love has a chance to survive, even when surrounded by antagonism in a culture that sponsors selfishness over sacrifice, competition over cooperation, and independence over unity. When each of us says, I want to be loved, what exactly are we picturing? Love involves deep feelings that express themselves through words and actions, and yet we know that people can go through the motions of love, but not have the love, the feeling itself. For Paul said he could give all his possessions to the poor and give his body to be burned and yet still be without love. He said he could even have faith to move mountains and yet still come short of love. For the mountain that love moves is greater than any mountain in the world. I would submit that when we say we want to be loved, what we're really saying is that we want to be needed. We want to be vital and essential to someone else's victory and joy. We want someone to say in their heart about us, You help me overcome. You give me joy and laughter. You bring me strength and endurance, hope and faith. We want someone to say in their heart about us, I could never make it without you. When others feel this way about us, that's when we feel the most loved. We feel the most loved, in short, when our sacrifices are the most depended upon. This is so because God put it in us to want to be accomplices for our fellow man in his struggle against death and defeat. Jesus said no one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. This kind of love, the Apostle John would later call perfect love. It can never be outdone or surpassed. And how does one lay down his life for his friend? Well, in the most concrete way, if your friend was condemned to death, but you chose to die in his place because you loved him so much, that would certainly fulfill this scripture. And what exactly would have taken place in such a scenario? You would have given the gift of life to the man condemned to death. That is the greatest love, to find the way to give life when death seems inevitable. The Apostle John said, We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. So in the absence of love, death is automatic. It may only be the death of faith, the death of joy, the death of peace, or the dream of unity. But to give up the struggle to bring life through love 
and acquiesce to the default nature of things, that is to immediately begin to succumb and abide in death. The voice of death can be harsh and piercing. It would assert itself above all our highest aspirations, hopes, and faith. That voice can also whisper in our ear, sometimes mocking us for our weakness, condemning us for our mistakes, wounding us by the betrayal of others, telling us we're all alone. But then, here comes the love that gives life. It throws back the curtains in the dark rooms of our despair and lets the joy of a bright new day flood into our souls. This kind of life-giving love can, with a simple word of faith, lift us from any pit of isolation into which we may have sunk. With a word of advice or correction, it disarms the gloomy threat of endless failures and gives us courage to change, to become an overcomer. So ask yourself, why should I marry? Or why should I commit to any abiding relationship? What could I bring to a marriage, to a family, or to a church? And the answer is, you can bring a spark of life when the forces of disease, discouragement, despair, and death would otherwise snuff out the last ember of hope and joy. It may be in a prayer, in a touch, in a soothing word, in a helping hand, or just a smile. But love finds a way. Love gives life when death seems inevitable. It lifts its victorious voice above the threats of death, and the greatest love is that which becomes an accomplice in giving the greatest life, eternal life. So there's no greater love you can give to your beloved, to your brother, to your sister, than to help them get to heaven. Isn't that the ultimate victory? the ultimate success anyone could be a party to. There was a time when love suffered alone, berated by insults, lied about, whipped in the face and beaten on the back. There was a time when the din of death rose in shrieks of hatred. Blasphemer, crucify him, crucify him. And they mocked him. You saved others, now save yourself. But he didn't save himself. He chose to give himself in order to save us. He let go of his rights and gave up his life to give us life when death seemed inevitable. When all had forsaken him, in the moment of excruciating agony, he struggled to give love a voice above the clamor of death. And love is seen in no better context than in the context of real hardship, real crises, and those daily ordeals we're all heir to. Jesus would say in his moment of pain, Woman, behold your son, and son your mother. To the thief he said, Today you will be with me in paradise. And for his killers he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was loving and giving love a voice all the way to the end. He suffered alone, but we don't have to. Through his spirit, his love now lives inside our hearts and in the hearts of our brothers and sisters, and they become our ministers of life 
whenever we pass through the valley of pain. They help lift the voice of God above the threats of death. The Apostle John declared, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide in him? So we share God's love, heaven's love, in the giving of earth's goods. This is to say the heavenly may often be found in our faithfulness with the earthly, the small, the common things of our daily lives. We bear each other's burdens, put our shoulders under our partner's daily cross, and in this way we aid them with little bits of life to help in the long battle against death. And when you get to the finish line and cross the threshold that divides this sojourn of struggle from that world of peace and eternal life, you'll be able to look into the souls of your partner, your brothers, your sisters, your spouse, and say, there's no way I could have made it here without you. Your words, your laughter, your every kindness, your faithfulness, the comfort of your presence. You were the difference for me between defeat and victory, between death and life. And you'll never feel more loved in the world. And that is the greatest purpose, the highest outcome for every relationship. As the poem goes, when things go wrong as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but just don't quit. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the cloud of doubt, and you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far, so stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things seem worst that you must not quit. Here is love vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life our ransom shed for us his precious blood who his love will not remember who can cease to sing his praise he will never be forgotten throughout heaven's eternal day Fiction fountains opened deep and wide from the flood gates of God's mercy flowed a vast and great.
just time.